They're my two pastors. Cool monk pastor. Damn. Doug was daddy pastor. You were slutty pastor. Slutty uh, pastor. Yeah, you kind of got like you look like the bad. <laughs> you look like the bad boy. Yeah. Listen. Cool. I said what I said. Uh, murderers who ended up being pals with Jesus, and I was like, sick. I can be a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Paul killed Christians. All that's, I did was call you slutty pastor. That's, that's uh, Jamie's go-to for everything. But <laughs> yeah, Paul yeah, killed yeah. Christians. <laughs> that's the greatest gift to every like new Christian of like, okay, yeah, my ace of space from here. <laughs> Well, Wait, Paul David killed Christians. committed adultery. Uh, yeah, and Paul killed I've Christians. Never, I've Perfect. never killed a Christian. Welcome to the back row with Jamie Kilstein. My name is Jamie Kilstein. I am a podcaster. I'm a comedian. I make uh, little funny videos. Um, sometimes I hate myself. I've been suicidal. I have anxiety and depression. Um, and and today I have uh, two of the men who have uh, dealt with me, uh, I think I phrased it before we started recording, as I was hanging on by a fucking thread. I have run up to Ethan in a parking lot to talk about pornography, which weird job you have. Um, talk to Ryan about pornography too, but in a nice back office. You got like the street version. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and uh, yeah, they're my two pastors. They are the reason that um, this is happening. This is honestly like, you know, we thank Tim a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, th these two dudes, uh, really helped me uh, a lot. So, uh, my pastors, Ryan and Ethan. Hello. Jamie. Hi, Thanks great, for having us. great intro of yourself. <laughs> you that was kind of right? told your whole story yeah. there and yeah. <laughs> very honest, very transparent. I, I tried to switch it up. So I had, um, this comedian, Jen Fulweiler on, and she was this big atheist. Um, never thought she would have kids now, like went from atheist, me going from atheist to this church like, at least I can still wear a cool jacket to church. She went from atheist to Catholicism. Yeah. All right. Like, really nice. went hard in the opposite nice. direction. Yeah. And, uh, you know, has six kids, um, went like full Catholic. And so I was talking to her before the show where I was like, hey, our... Oh, good. I thought you were saying, like, the camera stopped. You were just in it. You were into it? Should we pray? Should we start the show again, or should we just pray? Yeah, I think. We can pray on camera. Are you on mic? Do one of you guys want to? Okay, here's here's what I want this to be. Check I one, think two. yes. Praying before you eat is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Right. I think though the better prayer comes like five minutes into the meal when you've had some time to appreciate the goodness <laughs> of the meal. Okay. Then you know what you're thanking God for. I like so, this a lot. But can I also? But the food that you've already eaten is going to turn against you. Yeah, well, that I will, will not be blessed. I will say I got. <laughs> it's I got like every child's fear of like, oh no, <laughs> I'm going to get sick because. Well, we didn't Ryan pray. was telling me this because like, so I made this sketch uh, about well, passive we're aggressive. We're still not praying, by the no. way. No, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to get, get there. there. We're going to build it up. Well, you guys, you guys are pastors. You know, you build the tension That's a little good, bit. Jamie. You announce that hey, That's if it, you guys want to join a group, do that. You get all that <laughs> stuff out of the way. Smash the like button. We say that all. Up for yeah. baptism, like yep. all this stuff is happening. It's on and our lobby signage. Yeah, that's that's the most <laughs> yeah, important. Thanks to the imagine that, like in a salvation call, like raise your hand, one, two, three, and, and if also you're online, smash that. If you're like online right now, just smash that like button. God, that, when that happens, that's when we know we're that we've a year. We're, just lost we're a year away from that. We're like <laughs> oh, I certainly I certainly hope not. I, we're a couple TikTok <laughs> videos removed from that. Oh boy. Um, I always love that you guys say if somebody says you know they have the uh, prediction for end times. Yeah. Like walk away from that person, yeah, yeah. but if we see that, 
we can all go. It's tomorrow. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Unless it's me yep. saying it, then it's fine. Then it's fine. <laughs> you, you would think after 2012, people would have stopped. That was a big one. Calling the shot. No, but man. But they have not. <laughs> yeah, then it, it was just like a long runway. It's also great when Christians do it because there's a verse that literally Jesus says, you won't know the day, time, right. hour. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, but, but I do. I got it. And I can tell you who's going to be the next president. So, which is a 50-50 <laughs> yep. guess. So smash that like so button to find this out. coin heads <laughs> or tails, I can call it. We're crushing it. Yeah. I, um, the, oh. Uh, Still haven't prayed. So no, we're going to. We are going <laughs> to. Although that should be the ongoing. I'm we, just checking. We shouldn't pray till the end, and we just keep hitting. There we go. Still haven't prayed. The, an entire, no. We talked for an hour to pray. Oh, and get people to are going to be like, they're going to forget. They're going to forget. And if we pull this off, this if like we a, land the plane. See, is that what I say? Yes. I'm on a fucking I'm on a church set. Oh, there we go. Saw some stuff from cussing. It's... Uh, if Larry David would be so proud yes. if we bring this whole thing full oh, circle. Oh, at the end man. Can I also, I'm sweating. This is the only, you've seen me interview a very famous people. This is easily the most nervous I've been. Which uh, makes no sense. <laughs> Wait a minute. It so oh, much really? sense. It makes no so sense, much sense. Um, <laughs> so, Jen, I don't know if you guys heard when we were talking before we went on air. She was just like, the entire time me and my husband dated, yeah. we were fighting. And like, bad. Yeah. And then they got married. They had kids. They're an incredible. And there's couple. and yeah. Well, I think in the image culture that we're in, everyone's so nervous to get found out, and so. But if you play that out to like your wedding day, and then on the honeymoon they right. find out who you really are, that's disaster. Well, and I think that happens, and I think that's why people actually. Um, they will make fun of Christians for not moving in or not sleeping together sure. till they get married sure. because because all Christians do that um, because yeah. they go, well, you got to find out, right? We got to yeah, like test the test water. Test the car. But I think it's because of what you just said. It's like, well, no, if you actually like started dating and the actual goal is marriage mm -hmm. and you are getting that stuff on the table and you're not trying to just, you know, hide your, 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 your shadow self until you yeah. get to uh, the wedding. It's like, you can still get that all, all on the table you're still gonna have to adjust you know how do i live with this person sure. but i mean imagine not going through that stuff and then having a kid or even oh, yeah. worse thinking the kid will fix that's the that's the biggest mistake always is once the kid we have this unified thing around this kid then we're not going to have issues between each other and that just magnifies mm. everything else but i think it was like a year a year into marriage that i found out my wife was an introvert right <laughs> And I was pissed. I was like, dude, what? I remember that. I'm like, I'm like, all this time you haven't always wanted to go like every night, go hang out with our friends and always totally. be doing things. Dude, I love that my I... wife's a quiet extrovert. <laughs> yeah. Just not yeah, exactly. piecing it together. Well, because she's social and I was, I'm stupid. Yeah. I just right. figured like <laughs> she's having, she always like, we have fun. We time go out, life. we do things, yep. hang out with our friends. But realizing how much that drained her. Oof. Well, it brought life to me because right. I love to, you know, I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Those kinds of things that there's a lot we look back on and we're like, yeah. there's a lot of conversations we could have had. And we did a lot of the tough work of tough conversations about our lives and finances to sex and past relationships and all these kinds of things. Yeah. But still, there's always more to find out. But I think a lot of people like are too afraid to find out or be found out, like I said. So they just let's just put on our Instagram image on fun dates. That's what it is. And then we'll get married and yeah. it's going to be a complete disaster. I want to talk, I, I, I want to talk a lot of, to you guys about social, about social media and like image culture. I can't show them this or I can't ask for this or yeah. I can't, like I'm sure men do that too, right? Like oh, they yeah. want to ask for uh, more intimacy, but 
instead of asking for it, they just like sulk or yep. they don't. And that's not oh, flirtatious. Yeah. That's I've not done that. That's not hot. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, no, no wife's gonna be like, wow, the way he's sulking is really turning me on. Let's hop in bed tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that is that kills everything. I think. Well, communication is what you're talking about. And you yeah. hear from every marriage expert ever, that's the key to everything is communication. And communication. then we ignore it. But you're learning to do that because yeah. you've been walking in individual lives, maybe been in unhealthy relationships yep. with bad communication, or the second you got found out as an imperfect human, yes. they were out the door. So you're having to work through that right now. But you're exactly right. Like talking about intimacy as an example, um, that I, like the advice I give to friends of mine who are about to get married or you know whatever they're walking into marriages talk about sex yeah each other talk about intimacy yep. and communicate it in a non-sulking way yep non-passive aggressive way but sit down and have real discussions about this kind of stuff and we're really bad at that yeah as a culture at yep. this point of having real conversations because we think in 160 characters and how do i just say the best of myself show the best of myself right. versus sitting down and having real conversations so good for you guys yeah it's it sucks when you're fighting, but it's actually a good sign. That's what we keep saying. If it's chronic about the same things, then that's when you go sit in a counselor's office and you get to the root of those things and figure out why does this not ever go away. Right. But of course you're going to fight, especially in the early parts of a relationship. Right. Um, still haven't prayed. Ryan, we're going to talk about, I want you to come on uh, solo at some point to talk about singleness. Yeah. But I've never asked you this. When you hear... So you, uh, I just call you like cool monk pastor. Love it. Yeah. I'll take it. E e Ethan, uh, when I saw you guys like boy band, cool. I mean, if we're being really honest, like we're like the store brand of yeah, a boy when, band. Like when you guys did the, I think it was a relationship one and all three of you yeah. were on mm -hmm. stage. It looked like a boy band. And I was yeah. like, cool monk pastor. Dang. Doug was daddy pastor. You were slutty pastor. Slutty uh, pastor. Yeah. You kind of got like, you look like the bad, you look like the bad boy. Yeah. Listen, cool. I said what I said. Um, you can't kick me out of this church. Yep. Paul, killed christians all that's, i did was call you slutty pastor that's, that's uh, jamie's go-to for everything but yeah, paul yeah, killed yeah. christians <laughs> it, dude i've used it finding so many out, times finding out that fact dude, that's is the greatest that's the greatest gift to every like new christian of like okay yeah my ace of space from here on. well Wait, paul David killed christians. committed adultery uh, yeah and paul killed i've, christians. That, I've never killed a christian dude, that list should be handed to new christians because true. Yeah. when the first person you learn about is jesus yeah. you go well, i'm not I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. But when you yeah. hear about, I mean, that's literally. This guy's I, undefeated. I think it was you guys. I really, uh, It was one of you guys. Um, because I had my slutty pastor phase is what I call it, where I separately went out to lunch with all three of you. And part of me, I didn't call it slutty pastor phase until I texted two of you at the same time. And I'm like, I hope they're not in the same room right now. Dude, we got to pause there. There was a, in college, there was a girl who was yeah. trying to date Doug, Ryan, and myself all at the same time. And we're roommates. We, we live at the same, same house. <laughs> Doug and I are sharing a room, like literal roommates. Yes. One night she uh, she had texted each of us to hang out, and so we all worked together to have it. Like let's all hang out the same night. Oh my! And then we sat at our house and watched a movie, and the three of us sat on one couch, and she sat on the other couch. <laughs> oh my God. I would do that with kind of you guys. Fault. You could invite me over, and I would <laughs> yeah. I would be the I would yeah. be the new version of her. Anyway, so you were trying to date each of us. I was trying. To, yep, and one of you guys did say that where I was like. Hey man, like some bad stuff's been said about me and I had an affair and then like, yeah, just gave me the list of like murderers who ended up being pals with Jesus. And I was like, sick, I can be a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Like that was, but it's, it's funny. I'm going to circle back to the singleness, still haven't prayed, but <laughs> it's funny that, um, the, 
the image that anti-Christian people have or secular people or spiritual or atheist or whatever is, and maybe you can like, maybe you guys can pinpoint timeline, Mm. but is at least what I only judgmental. Like, again, when I started hearing of Christianity, it was under the Bush administration, and I was just like, Christians' only job is to stop gay people from being married, and they're, like, super into the Iraq war, and, like, that that was kind of my takeaway, um, which was ignorant on my part, because obviously there were great Christians there, and then I was also really confused, because when I would read about, like, Vietnam era, some of the biggest rebels who were, like, hiding soldiers and stuff were in the church, right? And I go, well, this seems more like the Jesus guy I heard about, or you'd see Martin Luther King Jr. And you go, yeah. this seems, yeah. you know. Um, but I thought the opposite. I thought it would be the most judgmental group. That's how you were, we were, we yeah. we're, were always classified. And then actually coming to, especially this church, um, it was just the, the opposite, just the sweetest yeah. flawed, like you guys say it on stage. Where you're like, don't listen to us. We're messes. Like, let yeah. us bring you to Jesus. Yeah. Um, how, what? How did that happen? Is it just there's just a bunch of judgy Christians and a bunch of really cool forgiving <laughs> ones? Was there? Did it? Did it publicly? You know, was it sort of like the 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 Bush uh, focus on the family phase? That it's it's phenomenal question. It's happened for two thousand years. Okay, we're, we're gearing <laughs> up. We're gearing up for a, a series called Pendulum. Okay, which when this comes out, we're probably in the middle of. Yep. Um, but we use the pendulum a lot as an example to show as imperfect people, yep. we're always going to miss the mark on one of two sides. Yeah. And so in this conversation, um, it's like we become very legalistic, yeah. which is a Christian word, just means like you're trying to earn it yourself. Okay. And then you, you get super prideful when you're oh, doing a good job. Got it. Right. So that's one side. Yep. And then the other side of the pendulum, we use licentious or lawless, okay. where it's just like anything goes and and we're good. Jesus loves us. And so, get out of jail free card. Got it. And so Paul every, killed Christians. Paul killed Christians. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're good, dude. <laughs> you're good. Take a breath. Um, so every follower of Jesus, including myself, often finds themselves missing the mark on one of two sides, yeah. either um, just getting super prideful about yep. how good you're doing and then you start judging the people that aren't doing as yep. good, or uh, just diving headfirst into whatever culture's doing and being yeah. like, everything's cool, guys. Jesus says, just love everybody, Yep. right? And yep. Really we kind of talked about this before church on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. missing the mark on what love mm-hmm. really means, right? And, and so um, when you look at the church historically, it's like a, a giant, pendulum right. swinging back and forth. And so I think your experience was when when you started jumping into it and, and hearing about Christianity, um, you were experiencing the church where, painting with very broad strokes, of course. it's a bunch of individuals, but uh, in a broad sense, more f- like further over on that, that legalistic side of things. Yeah. Um, where I think that's really what you were responding to and what, what you were hearing. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, but you guys do a good job of like, you know, I'm sure in internally you're, you're always trying to correct and whatever, but you guys do a really good job of being able to do, but like every harsh truth 
you talk about is done in a loving way. And yeah. I think that's the middle yeah. that you should strive for, right? Like yeah. you're not pretending that these rules don't exist or, or anything like yeah. that, but you can still deliver it in a loving way. I mean, it's, I've even heard people talk about issues that I still disagree with you know whether it's about like you know same-sex marriage for example still describe it more lovingly than i've ever heard people at least back in the day describe it and i'm like i don't agree with you but at least you're still you're you're not like just throwing away a group of people you know because of who they sleep with you were saying well jesus was the master of another pendulum grace and truth right that's what always comes back to and the story the best example of it is the woman caught in adultery where she gets dragged out in front of a mob yep. of religious people, yep. judgmental people, right. who by the law can stone her to death. Jesus defends her to them and says, whichever of you guys is without sin, go ahead and throw a stone at her. And right. they all realize he just put them in checkmate and they drop their stones and walk away. Right. Right. But then he turns to her. So that's grace yep. yeah. where he, I love you first. Yes. I defend you first. This is about what I'm doing not about what you can do for me. Yep. Yeah. But then he turns to her and goes, go and sin no more. Right. Leave this life. Because right. yes. this isn't it for you. Right. I have so much more for you than this life that's mired in sin that you obviously, like this woman's understanding in that moment, she probably did long ago. This isn't the life I want for myself. But that powerful moment embodies exactly, I think, how, what we're called to be as Christians of, yeah, you got to, of course, we're going to have opinions about things and we're going to believe certain things based on our, our faith. But how do you communicate those things, even if it's a harsh truth, with grace for the people you're talking right. to? And because we're human, a lot of times we just screw that up as yeah. Christians. So what do you guys do then when, and I want people to, you know, hopefully your podcast will be out by now. And if it is, we'll, we'll, we'll promote it. So I'm not trying to like get you guys in trouble for your first uh, little press stop. But to me, you know, whenever I see... Um, people arguing about Bible stuff, like on Instagram, mm -hmm. it's usually- Which is the best place to do The yeah, yeah, best. Super fruitful. Very, I very get good. my scripture from memes and arguments underneath <laughs> them. Um, I, <laughs> when usually, you know, someone will have, they think the checkmate verse in the Bible, and then there's always a counter verse to that or what, but that story, yeah. is there like a name for that story specifically? We say the woman caught in adultery. The, well, yeah, okay, just yeah, yeah just like name. the woman yeah. at the well. Okay, so- yeah. So that story to me is sort of like game over. That's how we should act. And both sides should be happy, right? J Jesus wasn't like, um, uh, you know, stuck up for her and then was just like, go hit the town lady and like yeah. smacked her. Out. Like yeah. he, yeah, sin no more, right? Um, that to me is perfect. But yeah. when you, when you see all of the judgment and casting people away and, um, Without that Jesus love, yeah. like, is there part of you guys as pastors that just kind of throws your hands up and being like, not only is this completely antithetical to Christ, but this is what is driving people away from the church. And then do you also have a theory on why people do that? Like, Ew. yeah, it's a phenomenal question. I think, I think part of the solution is learning to have grace for the people who get caught on the truth side. Okay. Got it. So one of the reasons, um, I see this in myself and I observe it in others. I think one of the reasons we're so prone um, to find ourselves being the ones 
holding the stones about to throw yeah is because it's easier to to have somebody that we're throwing stones at yes than it is to turn around and do the inner work i mean this was my old life yeah, yeah. exactly go talk about that. no 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 i mean that, that that was it it was i was on twitter all day yelling at people who i thought were like ruining the world and yeah. feeling just and yeah. You know, the first time, I wish this was a joke, the first time I heard the term social justice warrior, I didn't know it was a bad thing. So someone called me a social justice warrior and I was like, thank you. (laughs) Because like in my head, I was doing this like righteous thing. I I am a warrior. Yeah, like I'm a soldier um, for social justice. Those are good words. (laughs) Those are all good words put together. Um, and, And so, but then at the same time, you know, totally depressed having the affair um you know all this like making it about me you know Mm -hmm. making even like good causes and what's crazy is i didn't know i was doing it i legitimately nobody knows they're doing it it's like if if the holy spirit's living inside you yep and and sending up some warning signs yes and it's a lot easier to push those down and throw stones at somebody else totally right nobody is like yeah that's what i'm doing Right. Like I'm conscious of that and I'm just going to to keep doing it. We do that because that's human nature. It's yeah. like in our in our nature to do that. And so to me, that's where the grace for the truth side comes in. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, obviously I see what you're doing. Like obviously we live in a world where people love throwing stones at each other. Yeah. Even though Jesus told us to put down our phones, yep. I mean our stones, yeah, right, and, yeah. and stop doing that, yep. we still keep going going back to it and, and doing it. And so what's going on? Well, I think it's just um, us learning how to have patience. Yeah. Um, and when stones are coming our way, yep. which they come towards me all the time, I, I used to go, oh, how dare they? Yeah. You know, and you want to like pick up stones and, and yeah, throw them back. Yeah, yeah. Where and instead you stop and you pause and you go, hey, there's probably some truth in this. Sure. Like there's probably a lot of their own stuff that they're working through. Yeah. There's also probably a lot of there. There's some truth in what they're saying. And so let's if go. If you get inner, reactionary, inner. there probably is. Like right. if like people just there are people who just talk shit all day on Instagram because they're miserable and you pray for them and sure. whatever. I'm not going to be yeah. like, oh, I wonder if that psychopath has like some guidance for me. Yeah. Um, but if my instinct mm-hmm. is to like freak out, yeah. then I go, if you feel Uh-oh. like you have to well defend said, something yeah, and yeah. there's something that's being yeah. picked at. Well, yeah. who, who said the quickest way to become a Pharisee is to hate a Pharisee? Yeah. Woo. Who was Keller. that? Tim Keller. That sounds right. Of course. The legend. The I, legend. Wh- wh- who, once again, I discovered this week. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. was like, after he died, I was yeah. like, these are great quotes. Dude. <laughs> we, we tell couples, without the scripture says, without vision, people will perish. Without vision, marriages will perish. Right. And I think back to the judgmental Christian, a lot of the ways Christians come off, there is always a why behind go and sin no more. Yeah. There's always a why behind leaving the way of the world, leaving the life that you're prone to in your flesh and walking into the life that Jesus has for you. As Christians, we just do a terrible job all the time of giving the why. It's just right. like, don't do that. Like you grow up and very black and white, don't do this, this these things are okay. And you never really get a vision behind that. And so once you're a teenager, you're like, I was told not to do these things, but it looks like everybody's having a blast. So I'm just going to go do these yes. things. But for you, it wasn't just like, hey, dude, don't look at porn because... That's a sin. Right. It was, hey, your vision is to have a really healthy marriage. Yes. And 50 yeah. years from now, be sitting on a back porch together, telling a story of a family and grandkids yep. and this love that you've built through good and bad times. And you've contributed in amazing ways. Generosity. Yep. 
this decision today to let porn have yeah. more control in your life is pulling you farther back from that vision. Yeah. College girl auditions does not fit into that front porch vision. Right, exactly. So, but, but if you have that vision, then you can filter your decisions through that and go, is this going to make me the husband that lives yeah. out that vision that loves my yeah. wife in the way that Jesus has called me to? No. And so I don't feel like it's this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. It's Jesus has a better way for me and a better life. And that's why I'm going to make the decisions. Dude, made. two things. Uh, I, I, I did write about that. I mean, there were times even when I, I was going to people being like, hey, I, I, I got invited to do this. Um, this like uh, famous controversial journalist, journalist lady. She saw I tweeted about giving up porn. And so she invited me to do like some like um, live show. And it was like me, this like really famous porn star guy. And then a couple anti porn mm. women. And I took the approach that I always take on my shows, which is exactly what you said. No judgment, but here's why your life will be better. Blah, blah, blah. And one of the anti porn women was so mad that I would even consider letting people off the hook or showing any grace whatsoever right. that she started going after me. <laughs> and I finally said, and I'm not proud of this, but I was like, you're making me want to go watch porn now. Like you're making me want to go back on not watching porn. And cause this is terrible. Yeah. You're, I don't want to be on your team mm. with this one. Yeah. Mm. And I feel, yeah. And you did the opposite. And I want to circle back. Cause you also did this in a sermon um, you did on sex, but the, the, the way that Ryan helped me, lead into this relationship was exactly what you said. You made me for the first time in my life so confident about being single. Yeah. And those confident and single are two words that are usually not put together unless mm -hmm. if yeah. you hear like confident and single, you think of like some like D bag at a club, like just like trying yeah, to like yeah, sleep yeah. with as many girls yeah. as possible. But like right. just like spiritual confident and single, right? Maybe yeah. that's better. Yeah. Um where I was just like, right, like there's so much good in being single if you're not spending all day swiping on Tinder, yeah. if you're not leaving flame emojis on Instagram girls profile, if yeah. you're not um, even just thinking when I find someone, I will be better, which is something you said. Yeah. Um, and that confidence. Nice, and again, both of you guys, you made me go into a relationship like a 90s martial arts movie like training montage. I was just like, right, like if I want to <laughs> oh, be a good husband, I have to stop uh, <laughs> thinking this will be define me. Great humor video. <laughs> yeah. Jamie's montage. Training. <laughs> training him up. Just like the Rocky music, but like in prayer, reading about love languages. <laughs> it's uh, like so smashing the, the music. your computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying no to like trashy girls, just like hand on face. Good. Choosing. Well, I'm so glad that that was helpful. I One of the things I say, I talk about it all the time, but one of the things I say is when I meet with single people, there's there's advantages and disadvantages to every season of life. Yeah. doesn't matter if you're single, dating, engaged, or married. It's especially true about singleness. There's lots of advantages and there are lots of disadvantages. And what I've noticed is that people spend all of their time and energy trying to cope with the disadvantages yep. of being single, Yep. right? So they're they're um, trying to overcompensate for all of the, the disadvantages of it. And I go, hey, what if we learn how to actually flip that? Right. And instead of using all of our time, treasure, resources, 
to cope with the disadvantages, what if we started taking advantage of the advantages? Yes. So yeah. for example, I have way more time than Ethan does. Right. Ethan has to, to not doesn't have to, he gets to yeah. at five o'clock every yeah. evening, go home and spend time with his family. Yeah. I don't have to do that. I've had many more lunches with you than Ethan. Right. Yep. Yeah. I could spend that right. extra time coping with the disadvantages or I could go look at this extra time that I have right yeah. now. Let's go take advantage of this and do something productive for the, the kingdom of heaven or go yep. build community yeah. and build amazing friendships yeah. and, and all of that. Be Does a that make better sense? man. Like mm. it's, you know, obviously that's something that you can do in a relationship. But if you're before you get in the relationship, if you're just trash, I yeah. was watching. Um, We were watching. um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, I, I just wanted to get them on the show. Robert and um, Madhu. M-A-D. Robert Madu. Yeah, Madu. him yeah. and his wife. Um, so I want to I want to have his wife on because his yeah. wife was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taylor. Um, they were talking about marriages and they were talking about you know, uh, God, this is going to be my next sketch about dudes who use the submit to me when Oof. I, I want to write a sketch about how. Uh, uh, the, but like she's the one with the job and he's like, well, I still mm-hmm. want you to do that because I need money. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and so, uh, but they were just like. If you want to, in order to have a woman submit to you, you have to be a leader. You have Mm. to be like, the women were treated like such trash in biblical time, or before Jesus, (laughs) Jesus came, they all went to him. They weren't like his slaves. They were submitting to Jesus because he loved them. So it's like if you are not being loved properly um, or if you're not with someone who can lead you properly, you know, imagine like a, an alcoholic, um, you know, uh, watching porn, doesn't care about his wife, doesn't know how to communicate, being like, I'm the leader because I'm the man. Yeah, like I'm that's the the insane. So that yeah, single right, time right, right. is when you can like build yourself up right. um, so that it's going to start all over again when you get in a relationship because you have to relearn things and that's going to open up all these other wounds and doors yeah. but that's so good jamie this is so important for anyone listening what you always want to get in the habit of of asking is what pain am i actually trying to medicate yes right now right instead of oh, i'm going to try really hard to not do this you go okay so so obviously i i want to Look at porn. I want to go swipe. Yep. What is it, left or right? What is? I what always is yes? am afraid to make that joke. It's so hacky, and I always forget the direction. I know. Whichever I'm, one is yes. I'm also dyslexic, so I wouldn't <laughs> swipe. I would do the X or check mark because I'm like, I'm gonna. I, I swiped on some ones I shouldn't have, um, and I X'd out some ones. I was like, no. Picture so, you like, I'm so it's sorry. Like the whole, I'm dyslexic. the whole story of Jamie ends up like married to this woman he has nothing in common with just because he was dyslexic and couldn't. <laughs> and, and, and then I the wrong and, way. and then I felt too guilty to reject her. Just I was like, just I, like, I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it just turns out to be this amazing thing. No, before you that was do a that, sweet ending to our fake story. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I, was going, yeah. I was going the it went bad direction, but Ryan, they lived happily ever after. Uh, hopeless optimist. <laughs> no, and be, instead of going to that or just trying really hard to not do that, yeah. what if you just learn how to stop and go, I'm trying to medicate something yeah. right now. What's going on? It's not easy, yeah. right, to do. It's a lot of inner work. Maybe you go see a counselor yeah. about it. You get some good friends in your life, whatever yep. it is, but. The more that you learn to actually heal mm-hmm. um, the the pain yep. points, the less you want to medicate. Yeah, it's this like wild thing that I feel like we don't talk about it. Well, no, what your friend was like the Bible's you know the example of like instead of looking at porn, read your Bible. But the bigger I think thing to do in those moments is always 
fix your focus onto Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. for me, this was a lesson that these guys uh, walked me through. I, in college, like I was party kid. Yep. And from the time I was 10, my first girlfriend, first make out on. This is why I gave you it that boy. Like, you looked at me like I was a psycho for giving you that boy band <laughs> nickname. And this is just, this is why. <laughs> justified. I always needed to have a girl in my life. Yeah, yeah. same. That was my addiction, so yep. to speak. Talking, hooking up, dating, whatever. And that kept on causing all of these kinds of issues and I wasn't able to see that for a long time. But then when I became a Christian, all of a sudden it was like, I need to live differently. So now I need to go from being the guy who is at the middle of the party trying to take girls home to being the guy who doesn't do that stuff anymore. Right. And that was the identity of like, I think a lot of Christians take well, on. Well, that circles now, back to the throwing stones, right? right. You're just like, yeah. So now I'm the, the now side. I'm just the guy who's focused on what I don't do in my life anymore. Yeah. yeah. And the whole realization that, you know, we made in that time in our lives was like, I used to be a slave to these things because that's what I'm staring at because that's what I want to do is party and hook up and all these things that aren't bringing me life, but I'm going to try them until they do, even though it's not working. But now it's the same thing. I'm still enslaved to these things. Now it's just because I'm still staring at them to not do them. Yes. Until yeah. it was the realization of maybe I need to just shift my focus and stop looking at those things in the behavior and look at Jesus and then let him speak to those that's things good, in my man. life. That's but so a lot of people right. are so busy staring at, oh, I'm, I'm single, I'm hopelessly single, and that's like my idol, that's my thing all the time, all the time, all the time, and I'm trying to do better, and I'm not trying to sleep with people, whatever. And it's right. like, no, first find the identity here and then let that dictate how you go so about good, the things that you've been staring mm -hmm. at. Right. Someone. I would even do that. Like when I was trying to quit smoking cigarettes, mm -hmm. suddenly I'd see someone smoking cigarettes. I'm like, oh, look at them. Look how gross they look. Look at them trying <laughs> yeah. to be cool. I was smoking. Yes, I still smell like smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 24 like, hours in. <laughs> and the reason that it's so that's complex so and hard to figure out is because grace is such a complex concept that is so foreign to us as yeah. broken humans. I had to ask you about it. I had never heard that yeah, word. That's right. We were sitting I, I, at breakfast and yep. you're like, yeah. can you explain what grace is yes. to me? Because I've never really heard that. Yeah. And that like in that time in my life, and I did the same thing where like I remember having a conversation with one of our roommates and I was like, dude, and he could tell I was kind of like rubbed the wrong way because his girlfriend was sleeping over and he's yeah. kind of looking at me like, you were doing that like two weeks ago. <laughs> right. like, what are you talking about? Um, I wasn't operating out of actually believing God had grace for me. Yeah. I was still believing that I needed to behave my way into him liking me Same. now that I'm a Christian. Yeah. But grace is complex. It's kind of like the scene in Forgetting Sarah Marshall where he's trying to learn to surf and yeah, Paul Rudd's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, don't do anything. Do yeah. He just lays on the board and yeah. then he's like, well, you got to do something. It's like grace is yes. this dynamic force yes. that first forgives you, but then propels you to live differently. Yep. But we get that out of order and we think I need to live differently so that I can be forgiven. Right. And once I realized God loves me and I've been given his grace, I've been forgiven unconditionally. He sees me as his son and whatever I do, he can't, I, I can't change that. But that then makes me want to live differently because I see how so good, much man. good he has for me. Dude, I want to isolate that clip and post it on repeat because I've, I, I learned that here and I'm still learning it because I think so many people, this happened to me, they become a Christian or they get baptized and they go, all right, here we go. And then they mess up again. Yeah. And I remember my first thought was like, it's been a good run. Yeah. Uh, and that's sort of, it, it's <laughs> totally, it's gotta be I it. I tried the Christian thing and I failed at right. it. But I, then I you found up. out that Paul killed Christians. Still yeah. And I was like, and, uh, baby. Okay. How many Christians I mean, do I have before I kill more than Paul? It's, it's like when you're a kid and they do a salvation call, you know, yeah, which is like, yeah. hey, if you want to receive the salvation of yeah. Jesus, if you want to like put your faith in him and let him be Lord of your life, raise your hand right now. And as a kid, and there's people in our church because I we're the ones with our eyes open on the stage. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, yeah. you've raised your hand like 17 times. Yeah. 
And that's that's fine. Like I remember as a kid, anytime I was like, I probably got to re up because me and my <laughs> yeah. buddy cussed on the playground last yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. But once you realize, like, hey, his grace is sufficient for you. Right. Yeah. And he has forgiven you and saved you. Stop living in this tension of wondering, does he love me still? Am I right. still okay? Because so I screwed up after I got baptized. Yeah. Just live out of the, like we always say, live not for your salvation, but from your salvation. Yeah. Not for his yes. blessing, but from his yes. blessing. Yes. It's just, I'm not even that trying to be funny. I bet there are people who raise their hand. For the first time here, accept Jesus, go into the parking lot, get cut off, honk their horn and curse at someone and be like, we'll try it again next week. Totally. And just, they they just assume it because I mean, I've done that. I used to do that even with, because I did it with self-help books, which are so different, right? You hear about positive, you go, okay, positive thinking. This is going to be the thing that changes my mind. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly I caught myself being like, why can't you think? fucking one thing positive you're an asshole and then i'm like all right well that's not gonna work and then it's like manifesting and And like and then that and then that doesn't work or whatever Mm -hmm. and you just you can't treat jesus like another self-help phase well what's the common denominator between all of those things right it's you right everything else Mm -hmm. sells you here we're gonna put you at the center right and then we're gonna figure out a way to to fix it all yeah right jesus's message is so radically different where he goes repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand so so i'm the king of the kingdom and and so get yourself off of the throne and put jesus on the throne in other words get out of the old like the center of your own universe stop making it about you yep start making it about jesus like like ethan said and so one of the things i've realized over the years is Typically, when I start thinking about myself, yeah, it's a reminder that I need to get back to God's grace. Right, right, Because right, right. grace is an invitation to take yourself out of the center of the story. I like that a lot. Because I remember when I was an atheist, one of the things we would always kind of like shit on Christians about was, um, you know, why does God need to be worshipped so much? Why doesn't, yeah. that, doesn't that actually seem yeah. egotistical that like, mm-hmm. oh, we need to praise him, blah, 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 blah. And when you actually read about Jesus... And just how much love and kindness. It's like, well, no, you want to try to mold yourself like him. And even if I'm wrong, uh, that seems like a really good thing. But it was never presented that way. It was never like be more loving, be what it was always sort of presented as like uh, fear, fear, fear based. You know, if you're not worshiping him, you're going to go to hell. If you're doing this, you're going to go to hell. If you're blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Which, and again, what's at the middle of all that is me. What's going to happen to me? Right. Right? Right. And right. so, I, man, I just have this sense that what, what Jesus is trying to help us do is is get out of our own way. Yeah. You know, we've all, I've talked publicly about it. You've preached on this. We've all talked about Cal Newport, uh, who wrote Deep Work and Right yeah, to Social right, Media. He's right. a really good friend of mine. We did a podcast for a little while together. Um We've talked about the harms of social media, about mm-hmm. narcissism. We were talking about it before with relationships. Um, but you brought it to a really interesting place that um, uh, many people who follow me on Instagram are kind of part of this scene. And, and I'm friends with a lot of people who were. But even when kind of talking about the, should we call it new agey? Like new what did age- you say? Woo-woo. Woo-woo, spiritual... Uh, sex den ayahuasca party. I don't know. Um, that's the technical. Term. That's the yeah. <laughs> that's the biblical <laughs> term. Um, scene, and I never really thought about that. So, my theory. I think I, I don't know if this is rare. We've talked about this before. I came to Jesus kind of through that, mm-hmm. um, which is bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if that happens a lot, but it was. I had my pre conceived notions about what Christians were. Yeah. 
So I was like, Jesus is off the table. But um, had this like yearning in my heart that I think everybody does where you realize you're filling it with whatever, sex, uh, Instagram, drugs, whatever it is. Um, And so over COVID, I started taking mushrooms and reading um, about like, uh, you know, Buddhism and Ramdas and kind of that whole Timothy Leary psychedelic, whatever. But even Ramdas said that his guru um, used to say psychedelics can get you in the room with God, but Mm. you can't stay there. Mm. And so people think Ramdas was just like tripping balls his entire life. Once he went to India and like found God, um, he stopped. And his Hindu guru used to talk about Jesus all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't worship Jesus. He didn't, but he would just talk about the love, love like Jesus. And so reading about Ramdas, it was like the first time that like uh, Jesus seemed cool. I'm like, oh, Jesus can be cool. Jesus can be espoused by like a really sweet hippie guy, not just um, these people that I grew yeah, up with yeah, that represented Christianity stone, yeah. to yet yeah, to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of hit this, you know, came to Austin, uh, a lot of these kind of new agey groups, there would be God talk, but a lot of it was based on drugs or, you know, you just watch these, these dudes just like the way they would like hit on the girls, but like in like a free spirit sure. kind of, you know, or yeah, some Christian of the guys do that too, by the way. Oh uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, let me, oh yeah, I just saw you over there. I want to tell you my testimony. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. I left because I was single at the time and I left so fast because I'm like, I don't even want to look at a girl right now and yeah. think like, oh no. Anyway. Yeah. Not the third dog under the bus. Um, but uh, there's the hole. There's the path. I didn't, I felt really uncomfortable there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I ended up here. Um, but I, I think a lot of people who go into that world, they, it, it's, it seems like you're filling the God shaped hole, Mm -hmm. but also there's so much of the world still in it. It's really so much based on drugs and say, and look, I'm still a proponent of like psychedelic drugs and there's a lot of, um, uh, medical research about how it helps depression and PTSD. And I don't do it any like since I've been here. Um, but I think the research for that compared to like some of the drugs we glorify in this country are, uh, is good. Um, but I started to watch one of the reasons that, um, I'm all over the place. One of the reasons that I, you know, would talk about doing mushrooms once a year is because I was like, well, you can't just do that a bunch. You can't get addicted. You'll die. Um, but now in those scenes, people are doing psychedelics like yeah, recreationally, for sure. For sure, like right. people smoke weed. And I think, dude, I'm like so down on weed too. Like, I just think like we've talked ourselves into like, these are these cool people yeah. drugs. So they're acceptable because it's not like alcohol or Coke or whatever. Yeah. And you can still, you still have to ask yourself like, what am I running from? Yeah. If you're smoking weed every day, if you're treating psychedelics like a, a beer, yeah. um, what are you running from? That's, yeah, it's not well, the answer. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. in talking about the new age movement and all these things, first of all, before I talk about any of that, I love the people that I know that are involved in that or have been. Some of my favorite Whenever people. I talk about ideologies or whatever, it's the ideology itself that I'll go to war with because it's what's keeping people in chains. But yes. The, people, right. the sad thing is, is, this is all human beings, but especially we're seeing it right now with 
a lot of this new age stuff is they're desperate to find salvation. Right. Yeah. But the problem right. is these are actually being... people who have more in common with Christians probably than oh, yeah. even oh, some Christians. 100%. Like yeah. they're searching. They are, they are seeking, seeking yes. an yes. answer yes. to their pain yep. yeah. and their why am I here and all the big questions that we ask as human beings. And they're desperate for that. But the problem is that they're in a think tank that's basically teaching them how to make God in their own image. Right. Not realizing that they're made in his image. Right. And so you create a God who looks just like you, but you're a mess. Like, listen to the language. It's all tends to be like, here's how you can ascend the mountain. Right. And everybody's got their own path yeah. up the mountain. Right. But we're all trying to get somewhere. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about the message of Jesus is that we were never going to be able to get up the mountain right. to begin with. But Jesus came down the mountain to be with us. Wow. And so we start there. Yes. Right. We start from imperfect people right. pursuing a, a perfect yeah. God. And and when you start there, you actually uh, along the way realize that God, like the good news really is that good that God would come be with me. Yeah. Now I'm fine. And I'm that also right where I'm at. And you don't have to be defeatist. That doesn't mean you don't try to be the person who could feasibly ascend the mountain, right? Like you can still work on yourself. You can still yeah. develop good habits. You can yeah. still try to be totally. like Jesus, fall, try again, fall, try again. Totally. Um, it's just, it's you not... realize that you're walking with Jesus every step of the way. Yeah. So it's like Jesus comes down the mountain and then you guys go on this journey together. Right. Does that make sense? And there yes. seems to be a common like unity within a lot of people in the new age movement of wanting to help other people find yeah. what they're looking for. Yes. And that's what it looks like to follow Jesus is you suddenly realize I'm not, trying to live differently so that I can earn something from him because I'm walking with him. He's, I'm good with him. Yeah. I want to live differently to shine a light so other people can come and meet him because right. then they can find their salvation. The dangerous thing that I see in a lot of conversations I've had in podcasts of people in the New Age movement or how I've come out of it is they are seeking genuinely. But when you seek the spiritual world, you'll find it. Yeah. Mm. But you're not always going to find God. Right. Because just because something spiritual happens doesn't mean that it's God. Right. There's an enemy who is a mastermind yeah. of getting human beings and feeding on their narcissism and feeding on the ways that we love ourselves and we like to make things about ourselves and going, here's a, here's a method for you to have this be all about you. And yep. so, so people who are spiritual that reject religion and say, I'm in you know, New Age Movement or whatever you know, spiritual think tank they're in, they're really recreating religion just with different language <laughs> yeah, because right. it's still totally. all about me doing enough right. things and I have to go yeah. to these healers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, many yeah. ceremonies. So many. I still and have I this trauma. One, yeah. And if I do and these, I'm yeah. So mad at myself. Yeah. All this, it's, it's religion in a different form, but that's what the enemy is brilliant so true, at getting man. us to keep creating yeah. religions that make it all about us. Right. And right. us being God and us being our own salvation, us yeah. being our own savior. And then hopefully, like you, what people do is they get to the end of their rope, like the prodigal son, and go, this is not working. It's not working. I can't be God. I shouldn't be God. I'm glad I'm not. I need to find him. And what they're met with is Jesus, yeah. who looks nothing like any of the man-made things we create, which is why it's hard to know what to do with him sometimes. Yeah. Right. He's so loving wow. and so willing to tell you the truth at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus doesn't have like a podcast or like a meditation app. Right. <laughs> But he has a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. There's four gospel accounts, and you read those, and you, you just, it, I think that's what catches people off guard yeah. is like people hate Christianity, they hate Christians, they hate the church, whatever. It's very hard to find someone who actually hates Jesus. Yeah. Well, if they actually have given yeah. him a fair shake and read the gospels and gotten to see like how he operates, Man. they might not like things he says and does. That has been my entry point Man. to talking to secular people is the second I just go, and maybe this is be, me being a bit of a coward, but the second I just go, hey man, I still don't really understand the Bible. I just want to be like Jesus. 
I've never had pushback to that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Right. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Right. Right. From, yeah, like, from jaded comedians, atheists, like. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of hard to hate the guy who died on a cross for you, whether you take it or not. Right. Yes. It's right. like, what do you do with that guy? And so that's what I've seen has been a cool thing with people like you and some other people in our church. And, you know, there's a, there's a big crowd of new agers that come to our church. Yeah. And I awesome. love that. Like, yeah. that's why we came to Austin. There was a guy who told Doug, like, don't go to Austin and plant a church yeah, there. Yeah, son, yeah. nobody knows God there. And Doug was like, well, that's why that's we're going why. to Austin. <laughs> yeah. And there are a lot of people who know God, by the way, in some amazing churches. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I love to see people who, ha- they're genuinely seeking it. They're genuinely yeah. seeking what they don't know is Jesus. But when it, the light bulb clicks like it did for you. Yeah. It's this whole new life and it's this amazing thing and it answers all these questions and you're still a human being, you're still going to fall, still have issues, all that stuff, but it's a whole new reality that you get to live in knowing you're loved and saved by Jesus and now you get to walk with him every single day and it's not on your shoulders. When I heard people talk about how Christians are even just disliked. I mean, we have the funny conversation every time with someone new of like, so what do you do? Yeah. I'm a pastor. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. you can just read it. You can like see that person's testimony flash across their face, <laughs> and their, their life story where they're just either like, oh, how do I get out of here as quickly as possible? But I'm yeah. like, I have some sort of respect enough for the church or whatever that I'm not, I don't want to say the wrong thing or whatever, which yeah. is always funny. Or it's people that look at you like, okay, screw you. You know, like yeah. I want nothing to do with you now. Right. Um, there's a lot of that. And it's always rooted in people who've been hurt by the church. Yeah. Um, right people who have been hurt by religion and, you know, never actually got to meet Jesus. It's been, you know, whatever their story is. And the second they hear Jesus, the second they hear anything to do with church or Christianity, it just rises up in them. And I, I feel like we've been doing this for some years now. So we're just used to it. It doesn't yeah. offend me or like make me think anything less of them or whatever. I just know like there's something deeper yeah. going on there, but yeah, there's yeah. plenty of people who do you guys want nothing to do with us when we tell them we're oh, pastors. Yeah. Do you, do you have like an approach like what saved me when I was super suicidal? If people were, if, if anyone was like, you need to find Jesus, I would have been like, fuck off. Like th- not the time. Right. But the Christians in my life were actually just really good role models. And they were people I really liked. And so when I was ready, they had like C.S. Lewis, like locked and loaded. Um, like so many people were excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, here's your Bible. So many people excited yeah. about to yeah. give that to me. Um, but they were just really good examples. And yeah. sometimes I feel like I'm kind of like selling my faith out because when I do uh, encounter someone who is so adversarial, mm. I have the same thought, but I don't go, you need to find Jesus. I always kind of go with like a bazillion prefaces about like, hey man, I had all these thoughts about the church. I totally get it. Like there's a lot of really shitty people in the church. You know who else had a problem with the church? Jesus. So I just try to, <laughs> but then I go like, am I selling myself out? Yeah. Like, does that sound wishy-washy? Cause in my head, I actually think that that is a really good approach. Oh yeah. But I also don't know if that's me just being a coward. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's you being strategic yeah. and it's you being, uh, uh, social you have a very high social iq yeah right and so you just know i know how to wrap up conversations you know where you need to start and you know where to not start okay right i like that and so give yourself some some grace there i think that's just you being wise yeah and knowing like if i if i come in too hot right here like this uber driver is just gonna drop me off yeah i'm gonna listen to what i have to say i mean i even when talking to people about mental health on instagram i won't even bring up jesus till many many voice memos in and i'll even say like for me i found this love 
this way, this way, this way. And then a lot of people have asked follow-up questions. Yeah. Uh, but if I open with that, I don't think they're going to they're gonna listen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you just have to trust that like it's going to get there. And yeah. and pray right. I like this sounds so no pastor, I, but I, I but love God, it. I gotta get better we still I, haven't prayed I gotta get better at that <laughs> like God bless this this podcast we'll pray that in a second but also like open up a a, a door for right. this conversation to happen yeah. naturally yeah. right so that you're not trying to like force it into yeah. like oh that billboard over there says that you know we should get some whatever <laughs> have you been praying for a sign yeah right, or whatever right, right, right. You, like you get all weird about it and then all of a sudden. They're like, okay, man, I don't, I don't want to talk to you about yeah. this. Right you know, now. it's funny that people will like shit on prayer because essentially all the OCD stuff we did as children, like you just said, like if I make this basket, Jen's gonna go out with me. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally, it's essentially sort of oh, like dude, I used it's to have weird. To step, pr- like before there was a crack, you know, hundred percent for oh, all of them. Yeah, of prayer is just like a better version of that. Uh, <laughs> I love you. Pre- <laughs> you preached about that, how you started setting alarms to pray, yeah. because I feel like when I'm on when I'm on about prayer, I'll, I'll get both your guys prayer advice. Um, I feel so good. Um, I feel so good. You know, there was a phase where I would even pray before going into the gym, not about like a PR, but I would pray that I'm a good influence or that, you know, I can cool. I can make people happy cool. or whatever. And then uh you know, that, that video that went viral of mine happened. I wrote that because um, my girlfriend and I were fighting a lot. Yeah. And every meal, it was just, we weren't, we, it wasn't the video. It wasn't, we weren't being mean to each other. But every prayer was just like, yeah. hey, man, like we need a lifeline. <laughs> like there was a lot of protect Jamie's heart uh, yeah. was in there. Um, yeah. She would always say that. And <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. But, but I, I, because we were doing that, and it seemed so intense and so yeah. burdensome on God. Yeah. I stopped like triangulating the yeah. argument. With I guess God. that yeah. I stopped doing all the other prayers because <laughs> yeah, I'm just right. like, I've made him too busy. I've already uh, bothered him too much yeah. at my meals with all these, like the, I'm just being redundant. Yeah. Um, and, and so I stopped doing it. And this idea, I want to get to the point like you guys where you know, I love that Sean prays before the podcast. I love being around people. When we saw uh, Corey and Red Rock Worship uh, record that session, they all prayed before, and it just felt so powerful, and the way they were into the prayer. But I think uh, people are self-conscious. It took me a good uh, six months before I could put my hands up in the air to for worship. Yeah, right. um, and it's bizarre that these tools that we have that can bring us closer to God, that can help us form a relationship, instead of it just being um, this kind of like just jury executioner figure um we actually don't do we're we we're, we're fine telling people that you're gonna go to hell and burn for eternity but prayer is hard for us or we're embarrassed to like worship um how do you get sort of more confident um when it does come to like i'm you know what's interesting i am too self-conscious to pray for other people but i'll pray for me which seems selfish but when i examine it it's because i don't think i'm good enough at prayer and so yeah, I'm kind of imposter syndrome. It's imposter syndrome. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'll do the shitty prayer for me because if it doesn't work, who cares? <laughs> like we blessed this meal yesterday and I got food poisoning. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm not going to pray for Ethan. Like he has better people praying for him. What, how stupid Thanks, am I going to look? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I sa- I've committed to not praying. for I, Ethan. <laughs> I saved you from food poisoning, dude. It was, uh, yeah. Um, some of that I advice? feel like comes from some of that new age. Like, 
people manifestation people yes. want to manifest things yeah which is kind of their way of saying that. i want to make something happen that i can't currently make happen on my own yeah in my own power yeah i need something yeah. to bring this about in my life it's a very similar concept yes but it's me focused again it's a very and sometimes accessing dark spiritual stuff whatever um but I think that there's a common thing in all of us of like, there's just some things I'm a human being that I can't control. Yeah. There's some things that are out of my hands, but it's also very mysterious because you can pray for your food and then get food poisoning because whoever cooked that food just didn't do the right stuff, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So prayer is mysterious. And I think it can be discouraging because it doesn't always get answered. Right. Um, or how you want it to be answered or whatever. There's imposter syndrome that sets in of feeling like I've bothered God too much. Um, even though there's time that Jesus tells a story of a persistent widow and says, be like this woman who yeah, just would not leave this right. guy alone until oh, she got what God. she wanted. Oh my goodness. I remember so that. The way I, th it's funny you asked this because this morning my wife and I were talking to my four-year-old about prayer Okay, because he, You're whenever we speak my language, whatever you told your four-year-old, I'm like, I will <laughs> like finally Michael, be able to understand like Michael, this. It's like Michael Scott. Yeah, explain, explain it, it like you're four. Um, <laughs> yeah. We pray, you know, we pray with him. I yeah. drive him to school and I pray in the car and I, I'm trying to get him like, why don't you pray for your little brother or pray for, and he's like, right now he's just like, no, yeah, you know, don't pray. And so my wife was trying to talk to him about like why he should pray and why he should want to pray and love prayer. And all I could think to tell him was like, hey dude, you know, when I pick you up from school or you come home and I want you to talk to me. Yeah. Because I'm your dad and I love you. Oh, and I want to know what you did today. So and good. I want to know how you're feeling. And I know want to know what's going on and how I can help you because yeah. I'm your dad. Like, that's why God loves when we pray because we're his kids. It's just the same thing. And wow. it, I don't know if it light bulbed on for him, but it yeah. light bulbed on for me all over again. Yeah. That's the best analogy always is yeah. a father to his child. And that's how God feels about us. And I just think, like, I will sit and listen to my son talk all day long. Yeah, and he wow. will. He's yeah. a talker. Oh, yeah. he talks. Because I love him. Yeah. And that, so I want every piece of his life, I want to be a part of every piece of his life because he's my son. And that's how God feels about this. But we talk our way out of remembering that he's a loving father right. all the time. Yeah. Well, and also, I, 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 uh, I want to hear what you were going to say, but when you talked about imposter syndrome, I've made a joke. Sometimes I even have dad issues with God. Me and my dad have a good relationship now, mm -hmm. yeah. but a lot of people, when they hear like the father analogy or whatever, sure. they're yeah. like, cool. My dad was sort of trash. So yeah. I don't totally know what man. a good, I think when I have a kid, all of that father talk's going to really click in for wow, me. For sure. But when people are like, hey, man, it's easy. He's just like your dad. And I'm like, bad? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Doesn't want to hear what I have to say. Mad at me all the time. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, Which right. to me, there's a part, I wonder yeah. like, Obviously, we don't know all of God's ways and stuff, but I, there's a part of me that thinks he's chosen to call himself our father because he knew that would be the most broken relationship yeah, on earth. Right. Whoa. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And when his disciples literally say, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Right. The first two words are our father. Right. And so yeah. so he's, he's doubling down on yeah. that narrative of really prayer is the practice of realizing that we really do have a loving father who cares deeply about us. Well, and that also, that goes back to so many of the points we've made that so much of our healing comes when we examine the brokenness and when we can confront that and when we can go towards that instead of, whether it's the new age culture, whether it's Tinder, whether it's whatever, yeah. masking it, masking it, masking it, masking it, whether it's the relationships where you're just, you don't care, you're coasting, yeah. um, instead of like go towards what's broken. Yeah. And you, you're such a good example of this. You double down on your own brokenness. I do. And you talk so openly about it. And I've told you this, but it's such an important voice because the rest of us, um, we feel this like need to, 
show up and put on a, a little performance and sure. pretend like, no, I'm, I'm further along. I got right. this all together. Yeah. You're just, you're taking the opposite approach. We I go, am. I know nothing. And, yeah. and here we go. And we all hear that. And we go, thank you for saying what I wish I had the courage yeah. to say. Oh, yeah. Thanks, the first time I met Jamie, I had just <laughs> preached and I went out during worship to the lobby to get something to drink. And he's standing in the lobby by himself watching on the TVs that are out there. Yeah. And it was, it was great because he, he like saw me and he's like, oh, hey, like you were the guy in there, which is awesome. Yeah. And then he's like. It was so much more frantic than this, by the way. Oh, yeah, I remember sorry. being so he's like, you're, you're the guy in there. Um, I've never really been to church before. I don't really know what to do about all this. What yeah. should I do? Yeah. I yeah. love it. And, yes, and perfect, I was like, that's dude. a perfect approach. I, I've told him like, that's like for a pastor, just, hey, here's a T and a Pro V1. Yeah, <laughs> here's a driver. Yep. Yeah. yeah. If, if you, and there's a wide open if fairway. If you botched that dude, if you botched me, <laughs> yeah, you who quit. was so desperate for help. But if we stayed with that posture in our faith, yeah. and stopped, like, yeah. didn't try to prove ourselves or act like we're more than, and we always kept that approach of like, hey, I'm also like, I don't know everything. We had that humility yeah, that you right, have and right, we right, kept right. that all the time. Of, like, I'm always open to what Jesus has for me. How can I grow? How can I know more? Instead of getting to the place where you think, I figured this out, that's where the judgment comes in to yeah. look at other people and go, yes, they haven't right. yet. I've What's wrong with that? Yeah, and I've never seen it as a flaw. Or sorry, I've never seen it as a pro um, until recently. And I think people listening right now, everyone has a thing that maybe tortures them, right? Where they're like, oh, I wish I wasn't so emotional, right? I wish I wasn't. Whenever I get emails about people who are suicidal, a lot of them are like so sweet and funny and yeah. I and, and 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 vulnerable and honest about, you know, and I go, God, we need more people like you. You can't yeah. leave in these things that make them feel like they don't belong are actually their greatest superpower wow. where it's like, no, we need more people with empathy. We need more people with vulnerability. We need more people, more kids with wild imagination who don't fit in in middle school, but like they're going to end up on Broadway yeah. because they're creative. You know what right. I mean? Um, right. But it's hard to see it when you're in it because I always, yeah, I'd make fun of myself. I'm like, wow, why am I talking about suicide on a first date? Um, but at the same time, it's yeah, being able to talk about that stuff. It's it it is good. It is important. And but that's also why I look up to you guys because you guys, for pastors at least, you do that. You guys rip on yourself a lot, and that was one of the things that I was like, oh, I can I can go here. It it yeah. it, it totally got rid of that judgy pastor uh, yeah. stereotype that I that I had. Yeah. You being able to. Uh, did you have prayer advice? I think. I think we covered it. I th I think the end goal is relationship. And and to to circle back to the grace thing. Yeah. I think when you start feeling bad um uh, about oh I missed today or I, I missed the last two days yeah, or yeah, yeah. like that is a that's a um that's the Holy Spirit going hey it's time to work on grace again. Right. Like is there a discernment that you have where you're like is this Holy Spirit? Is this my ego? You know? Mm -hmm. Like how do you hell feels like love joy and peace that's it yeah 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 so so following the fruit right and following the life and and i get this is everything i'm saying is subjective to some level and it's our own personal experiences and we're all imperfect and we're trying to figure it out yep. and that creates lots of weird awkward things where somebody says god told him this and i get all of that yeah put all of that aside just for a second yeah the fruit of the spirit love joy peace and That's so it. when i when i start to feel um like an immense amount of peace about a decision that's usually around the time where I go, oh, this is, I remember feeling that about moving to Austin. Mm -hmm. We had that, that moment of like, oh, 
this is right. Yeah. Let's and follow this. I've always, you always can track it with, you know, people will say, does it line up with scripture? Yeah. Like, does the Bible align with that? If somebody's like, so the Holy Spirit told me that I should, I need to go kill that guy. I'd be like, well, right. I don't think so. Right. 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 Um, and is God, is this leading to God getting the glory in your life? Yeah. Is good. it leading to good. you to Jesus? Is it leading to Jesus being, yeah. you know, made known through your life or you following the plan that he has for you? And that's a good, those are good like checkpoints yeah. for hearing the Holy Spirit because it is mysterious. Yeah. And you do have people who, you know, Ryan's probably had a thousand girls tell him the Holy Spirit said that they're his wife, right? And it's like, <laughs> well, so people misuse yeah. that all the time. Yeah. And for a lot of things that are We all know your wife is but sitting on a couch and across from the three of you back in college she's that's <laughs> missed right. opportunity that was yeah. his yeah he missed yeah um, that god that's <laughs> that's so funny i can't imagine uh oh your poor dms i get another good checkpoint is most of the time the holy spirit tells you to do something it counters what the world would tell you to do or what you'd probably tell you to do <laughs> that's good and totally stretches good. you beyond like sometimes in good ways where it's like no yeah. you need to like go for that because you would talk yourself out of this yeah but god has this for you and a lot of times the holy spirit has spoken in my life is when i'm like that would not be what my plan would be but i see how this would be like lead me closer to god lead god right. to get more glory through my life and so we're going to move to Austin, you know, as a great right. example of that. Yeah. yeah. I never understood, you know, because I've talked to you guys about sort of my struggles still doing comedy and shows and the material and Sixth Street and all that stuff. Yeah. And just being like, well, I guess I quit comedy or I guess I quit podcasting. And I literally was like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a high school diploma. So I'm like, maybe I work for the church. I was like, can I become a pastor without a high school diploma? And then I was like, I could try to work for a nonprofit, but I'm like, my baggage is too yeah. much. And then I started yeah. teaching jujitsu. I'm like, I could just do this and just be poor. Um, and then this podcast- Which is therapy as which, well. So you're being yeah, a counselor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> but like Incredible. this podcast, you realize, especially, I mean, looking back of old me, knew that this would be the podcast but yeah. it's like no 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 all those skills led to this yeah. i'm still using comedy i'm still mm -hmm. using everything that i have yeah. but i would have never you tell me 10 years ago i have a christian podcast oh dude jeez so, you're you're yeah he brought up like his we're doing the tim keller devotional in the mornings i'm like <laughs> who's this like was that was high level christian right guy. that was good right yeah i was pretty proud of that it's awesome but <laughs> it's, what's cool is what you're seeing two things i'd say there's all these gifts in us and, and passions and things God has put in us that we try to talk ourselves out of because we've seen when we took them the wrong direction. Yeah. When you open them up for him to redeem those things and use them in your life yeah. as you are, like he made you hilarious. Yeah. Right. That's, That's right. in his image. Like God's the funniest being that there is. He has to be. Right. Right. And he made you that way for a reason. Now you're like seeing him use these things in these beautiful ways. And you look back at your life and you, you know, you're so self-effacing and all these things, which is funny and amazing. But God uses the people that are most broken, have been at the like yeah. lowest places because when something amazing comes through your life, you can't take the credit for it because you go, I know me on my own. Right. And he's got to get the glory out of this because this has to be him, which is probably the same reason, right, that the two top leaders of the church in the early church was Peter, who denied Jesus three times and could never look back and go, this, I'm killing it. I've crushed it this whole time. Right. And I don't know if you know this, but then Paul, who murdered who Christians. Murdered Christians. Those, oh, guys, those guys could never make it about themselves because they had a backstory to yeah. tell them, this, this right. wasn't you, man, but God has chosen to redeem you and redeem the things that he put in you. And now look at what he's doing yeah. through your life. I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, I have had so many. We, uh, Ryan and I were joking before when we were waiting for you. Uh, 
uh, about how you guys are going to end up getting me canceled. And Ryan goes, the rise and fall of Jamie Kilstein. I'm like, well, technically it would be the rise and fall and the rise and fall of Jamie Kilstein. <laughs> this, this is part two. Yeah, of a yeah, 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 the wave, the wave. Uh, and, uh, it's the sequel. <laughs> but like, there are so many things. I tried so many podcasts in between old life and now yeah. that I just could care less about. And I used to say, when I was manifesting, I would be like, I want this, I want this. Podcast was at the bottom. Yeah. Didn't want it. I was, yeah. it just felt like my old life. I screwed that up. And then any podcast I've done in between, you know, my big one 15 years ago and this one, um, I just felt like was just me phoning it in, walking through the motions, trying to figure out how to not die, how to make a living. And every podcast I've done. So you guys are like the fifth or sixth one. I have felt like, Oh, that's right. I'm really, I love this yeah. and I haven't loved it yeah. in over a decade. Even I got to interview John Cleese over zoom. I like, I had to interview some cool people. Mm. I loved talking to John Cleese about Monty Python. Pretty that cool. was cool. Yeah, um, didn't care. Podcast did very mediocre. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but this feels so different because it's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. How do I, how do you, how does everybody, how do you walk that line? Because there's either, there's one end where it's like, I'm talking about God, I shouldn't be making any money, I should be just feeding people. There's another end that we talked about with Jen Fulweiler where it's like, yeah, but if I get really successful, I can make foundations instead of handing out sad peanut butter sandwiches um, on 6th Street, which is what I do. Um, what is that line? Because also, if you don't write a good sermon, you're not going to bring people to God. If I don't make a funny video, I'm not going to have my old atheist fans be like, oh, you know, maybe Christians can. I didn't know Christians can make fun of themselves. Mm -hmm. um, so you want like the the product to be good. Yeah. That will. But at the same time, how do you also not make it about? Well, I'm so good, dude. I don't know that there there is a a full answer to that. Let me offer you a response. Yes. I think that when God watches you make a video that cracks half a million views, yeah. he loves it and he celebrates it with you. And when God watches you walk down to 6th Street and make a peanut butter sandwich yeah. and sit down with someone who needs someone to talk to, he loves it and he celebrates it with you. Oh, this is so and good. And all of the hierarchy stuff I think is man-made. Yeah. Right? There you go. I think God I goes, look at, look at Jamie. That's my son. He's doing what I created him to do. Right. Be funny, be compassionate, do it all. And he's there every step of the way. <sighs> there, there's like the like cheesy cliche. Sorry to cut in on you guys moment. Who said it? It's like all through my day when people hand me compliments, I take them like a flower. And at the end of the day, I give the bouquet to God. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Cause there's this like, there is this Christian mentality of like, oh no, no, no. Don't give me a compliment. You know, like, I'm not good at anything. I'm terrible. That's and people it. are like, but you did a good job on, the, okay, never mind. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and you worked really hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's all about, like, your motive within it. And I think why you feel so full doing this podcast is because you know how hungry people are. Yeah. Because you've yeah. been there. And yeah. now you're feeding them so with good, what they man. actually need That's to so eat. Good. Right. And so that feels fulfilling. And there's this beautiful, like, symbiotic joy for you and for God where it's like, 
I'm getting to see my life be used for the fullness and the purpose of what it is. And ultimately because I want people to know how good God is, right. he's getting the glory and you get to be the vessel in the meantime. And that's like the beautiful relationship. But every single day your pride sets in and you have to just have those checks. I'll say the one of the secret weapons to not letting it get that way is having guys in your corner who won't yeah. let it get that yeah. way. Like well, we lead this church as three of us. And if one of us was to get a big head about like, oh, look at me, look at my, whatever, you got two guys that are out to yeah. humble you real yeah. quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, need, yeah. you need that, yes. you know, so badly. And so I think your motive and then the people close to you that will keep you That's accountable great. to why you're doing what no, you're doing. No, the motive is so cool that I've never, I want to clip both of your guys' answers just for me to have on my desktop because um, it's enemy talk or it's not even that I'm afraid I'm going to get a big head because I'm just like so self-hating. I'm like, well, that's probably, we're fine. Um, but but I do, the, the, the voice that tries to talk me out of it is I think about like old people who don't like me on Twitter being like, oh, look at him. He's trying to do the Christian thing now because yeah. that's the only place that'll have him. Or what are you going to write the book yeah, about from yeah. atheist to Christianity? How cool would it be if they realized, that, hey, maybe that is the only place that'll have him. Right. Yeah. Because this is what we're supposed to be as the church, that's it, right? Right. That's it. Right. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Last question. Um, now here's the problem. I started this question with Tim. Tim had a good answer. I didn't know if it was going to be a stupid question or if it was a brilliant podcasting question. Um, if you were to describe Jesus to someone who had never heard of him, whether it's they're in a different part of the world or just no idea. Um, how would you describe Jesus as a man, as God, however you want? I, I had the chance once to tell people about Jesus who had literally never heard of him before in another country. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go off that answer yeah. of what I told them. Please. But yeah. basically, I mean, we sat, we're sitting out, this is in North India under the stars and whole backstory, but ended up in these people's backyard. Cause they're like, they want to know who Jesus is. Whoa. And it was very simple, but I laid out for them like, Hey, you are, it's not an accident that you exist on this earth. There's a God who made all of this and who made you. And every day of your life, you have felt this pressure on your shoulders for whatever's beyond this, to be better, to do enough, whatever. And um, the beautiful story about your God who made you is that he loves you enough that this life is not about what you've done, but what's been done for you. Mm. And that part of your, in the depths of your, your soul, the longing you have for love, the longing you have to be forgiven, the longing you have to be able to be known, fully known and fully loved, that's been answered by Jesus. And God sent him here so that we could understand who this God is, who is mysterious and beyond this world. He's come here to show who he is through his son. And then I use this analogy. This, we've loved this since I first started reading the Bible in my study Bible, this story. So you could cut the other part I just said because this is the best part. <laughs> um, the parable was there was a farmer who had this land and every winter he lamented that the birds on his property would always die. Hmm. They'd freeze to death and he hated seeing it. And so one winter he opened up his barn and kept heaters on and turned the lights on so they could fly in there and they could live and they wouldn't do it. And it, he kept on like looking out the window. Why won't they go? Why won't they go? He would go out there and try to motion to them hmm. to come into his barn. But to them, he's this giant, scary human so they wouldn't listen to him and he couldn't communicate like they couldn't fully understand what he was trying to do and one night he was standing looking out his window and he said if i could become a bird wow. they would follow me into that barn and they wow. would and so to these people i said we are all That's trying to good. figure out why we exist and what this is all about and jesus has come to show us that That's it's about good. abundant eternal life today and forever 
You don't have to do anything to earn it. He has freely given you his grace. Explain the cross. Explain the tomb. Um, but he is the bird. That'd That's be my answer. The so bird good. is the word. That's so good. That's so good. So, Father, we just thank you so much for this <laughs> yeah, podcast, Lord. We thank you for uh, Jamie and for the heart that you've given him to reach the people in the back row. For everyone listening um, who maybe feels uncomfortable to, to show up at a church, I pray right now that you would remind them that you are still a perfect, loving God who has a plan and a purpose for their life. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, smash that like button. Uh, if you want to support the show for real, the most important thing you can do besides all the likes and the reviews and stuff like that is uh, send it to someone. Send it to someone who you think that this can touch. This is a podcast uh, uh, for broken people by broken people, right? Um, you are always welcome here. This is a uh, safe space for disenfranchised Christians, for atheists, for no matter what you're going through. Um, so if you think this can help someone uh spread the word uh where can people find not you but do you have anything you want to promote ethan goodness uh, if you live in austin we'd love to have you at red rocks austin <laughs> yeah. come to church. red rocks austin yeah, uh yeah. come here yeah uh ryan what you got yeah red rocks austin uh, i also do a, a podcast called stories in scripture it's really where we good. tell stories in scripture it it it, it oh it, it, that's it, you finally get it Ethan finally got <laughs> now it. i it, understand I'll, I'll tell you i listened to the week you did for the easter sunday week and yeah. it was the first time i actually like understood everything i was it's like really oh, i get it, it is uh, really good. your instagram is just ryan weckerman cool um so follow, follow ryan as well um thank you guys again we could not do this without uh you you can follow me on instagram at the jamie kilstein and we'll see you next week in the back row peace mm-hmm.